Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on warriors, we're gonna make it. to another episode of the Unqualified Therapist. We're keeping it spooky again this week, friends. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed last week. And we hope that you share that because it truly is one of Sarah and I's favorite episodes and it just kind of happened. Yes. I actually have an update from last week. Yeah, and I didn't let her tell me, so here we go. Here we go. Are you ready for this? So last week, if you didn't listen, we were talking about Appalachia and all and of its And if you didn't listen, go back. Yes, go back. Go back. Go back. Go. One of the tales that we told, though, was about the Mothman. And if you haven't heard that tale before, spoiler alert, the biggest part of Mothman is that there was a collapse of a bridge in West Virginia in 1967. Or 1968. I don't remember, so you're going to have to go back to the episode and listen to it. (laughs) Fact check us. (laughs) My sister and I have a significant age gap, and they lived in Ohio, but like right across the border from West Virginia, so they were constantly traveling back and forth in West Virginia. She was born in 1964, so when she was just a few years old, they were traveling in southern West Virginia, my mom and the two girls, my sister's. She said my mom used to tell her the story of how they went across that bridge 20 minutes before it collapsed. What? Right? What? I know. So Your mother did. Yeah, and my sister as a baby, like as a kid. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes, yes, they were all in the car together. My mom and the two girls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right? And she and I are talking about it and she were both like, I wish we could call her and ask her about it. It's like one of those moments, you know, but next reading that might have to be mm-hmm, like on mm-hmm. the docket of questions to ask mom. Yes. So Shelly, thank you for sharing and any other haunted tales that you have from our past, please let me know. But wow, that yeah. is, that is some, that is some information, right? I, so that could have been, I mean, 20 minutes is nothing in time. When it comes to that, just being so close to being in that area when something like that happens, such disaster. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's an update. I'm glad you waited because yes. I am seriously like <laughs> shocked. I thought, 
I don't know what I, th- I, I didn't think it was going to be like that. No, she, she, ca- she calls me. I'm at work. So I'm like, answer. I'm like, Hey, is everything okay? Like, can I call you back? And she's yes, right. We have to answer the phone. Can't not answer the Just phone. Just like that answering right. it too. <laughs> is everything all right? Huh? Who's dead? <laughs> So she's like, no, everything's fine. She's like, but call me back. So I called her back and she's like, I'm listening to your podcast. I cannot believe you are telling this story. You're never going to guess. And I was like, what? We were driving across that bridge 20 minutes before it collapsed. Yeah. Wow. So thanks for sharing, Shell. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We've got more creepy tales for you this week. We do. We do. And this is this is a repeat, but we took that actual episode down because <laughs> the sound was so, so atrocious. Bad. So bad. You couldn't hear anything. So, yeah. And so but the stories are good. So we thought we would continue on with those stories. And as I've been reflecting, looking back, it's just interesting because I wasn't into this at all. Like in the, at this age, 20s mm-hmm. or whatever you are in college. Right. And man, like I, I just lived in and I went to Ohio University. So in Athens, Ohio, I just kind of lived there without knowing the history of it mm-hmm. and knowing the spookiness of it. And so it's just so fascinating because now I'm like obsessed with it. But I lived there. Right. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's, it's like really, a really weird. Thing. Yeah, it really is. And the only reason I knew when I was there is because I was a pre-college advisor and one of the bosses or something had a connection with Fox family and friends or whatever that show was called (laughs) and said, Hey, does anyone after work want to go and be on the show and we'll go and tour these two places? I have no idea even why I said yes, because things scare me, but I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and, you know, my favorite part of the story is that I was the only one miked. So <laughs> if you go watch it, it's just me screaming. <laughs> so that's kind of how I came to know a little bit about the hauntedness of my college. Now, my partner here also went to a haunted college. Yes. Are, are all colleges haunted? I mean, I feel like a lot of them have to be. Okay. Because they're so or many. Or just that, like, interesting that we just both went to- <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think all colleges are haunted, but yeah. they all have their stories. Yeah. But we have, we went to two particularly active Mm-hmm. Colleges when it comes to um, paranormal activity, both in Appalachia. Yes, so you know that that'll happen, and that part in them their parts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I was into that stuff. I've always been into that stuff ever since I saw an apparition of my own as a child. I've been fascinated with it and kind of like enthralled with paranormal and ghosts. So I didn't know, though, that my school was like that until I got there as well. You know, tradition is that these stories get passed down. We had a professor who every Halloween would sit in the quad and we would all sit outside on blankets and he would sit in a chair at the front and tell all of the stories. That's fun. Of Haunted Bethany College. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So Bethany College is in... In Bethany, West Virginia. Okay. Yes. Very teeny tiny town. So we've got West Virginia (laughs) and Ohio. Yes. There are no stoplights. (laughs) There's one stop sign. Um, It's a very small, small spot on a hill in the middle of nowhere. And I loved it. I have two stories. There are multiple stories in Athens, Ohio. I only picked two because they are the two that are on the show that I will maybe put the link to no you will definitely put the link to (laughs) in the show notes we want to see like 19 year old amy on there it was my first experience with production 
mm-hmm. and seeing the changes that they make i mean you can see in there that they accidentally clipped the wrong people into the wrong shot mm-hmm. and so i was like oh that was a mistake I also remember arguing with the producers after it was over, like the staff, whatever they, the crew. I am shocked. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I know this is not you at all, but I just had this like picture in my head of you being like, I demand full artistic say. <laughs> No, this is what I kept following them around saying. I demand to know if this was totally rigged. Oh. I was like, because I just think that you rigged this. There's no way that actually happened. I dem- That's what I demanded yeah, to know yeah. because I felt like, what were you doing? Like, did you do something or did this all just actually happen? Mm. So I, they claimed it all actually happened. Well, I think the that... The forever skeptic. No, I think that the more that you... And this is why I think we have things that happen when we record and particularly when we record spooky things and we talk about ghosts and things, when you talk about it more, you're bringing that, you're like inviting that energy in. So if like your purpose is to go in there and find something, you're probably going to find something because you're almost like willing it, you know, like you're opening yourself up more. Like you are creating that openness to say like, I am ready to receive this activity. Like I'm ready to be scared or for you to communicate with me. And I think that happens when we're talking about it a lot, too. I think you're probably right. Let's keep talking about them, see what happens. Maybe the fan will go crazy again this time. Maybe mics will go wild. Oh, my we'll goodness. We are, we are not invited. We, we're tired. Do not do that tonight, okay? <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Only positive energy mm-hmm. is welcome in this space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. please, if we could keep all electronics working properly, that would be very helpful to these tired mamas. <laughs> And with that being said, let's begin. Let's first talk about the fact that I didn't even think twice about the fact that where I went to school, there was what they used to call a lunatic asylum. That it still blows How my mind that that word that was used. How did not make me think like, huh, I didn't even do that. I didn't even go, hmm. hmm. <laughs> no, just was like, oh, okay, cool. What? So it's the Ridges. Um, it was it was called Athens Lunatic Asylum. It opened in January of 1874. This was opened for a hundred years, and it had over 1,700 people in the cemetery. by the end of the whole thing, buried out there. So there is a whole other story about the cemetery. I'm not getting into that. Um, so there's an asylum, mm-hmm. and then there's a cemetery of patients from that asylum yes ma'am right right so originally apparently this was supposed to be a calm peaceful idyllic like place scenery where people because it is beautiful i mean athens is just gorgeous and so this area it's set up on a hill and it was just supposed to be a really healing space And they're saying that that is how it began. And then it became overcrowded. And they started to treat patients cruelly. And they're known for their lobotomies. They were often and many, you know, and there was a lot of um, patients who were criminals. Mm -hmm. uh, A lot of people who didn't know what to do with their teenagers. So they were like unruly and they sent them there. I definitely would have been there. (laughs) Would you? 
No, I hid it all. I was very good at hiding my rebelliousness. Oh, I wasn't rebellious in action, but my mouth. Your mouth got mm-hmm. you there. It mm-hmm. did. So, apparently, <laughs> this was all supposed to be a good place for people to heal, and that is not how it ended up in the end because of too many people and, you know, the way that they did ice water baths, they did electroshock therapies and lobotomies became regular practice. The treatment changed and it just wasn't, it wasn't a happy place the way that it supposedly used to be. So in, this is wild, I didn't know this until right now, December 1st, 1978. Now what's funny about that, which I was like, oh my gosh, I would have been like two months old or three Mm -hmm. months old then. Mm -hmm. So I was alive when this occurred. So there is a patient called, her name was Margaret Schilling. And there was apparently, and I just say that because I really, you know, how do you know with these things, with your researching, there was a game of hide and go seek that the nurses were playing with patients. They got distracted and she got locked in a building that wasn't used very often. And I guess they didn't do a count because perhaps there were too many people. And so they just like didn't think to look for her. So then over more than a month later, her body was found by a a janitor. Hold up. A whole month went by? Yeah, like didn't you count your patients? Did they just not even know she was, were, were they that overcrowded? They must have been. I also think like, it's questionable that you would play hide and go seek with a yeah. bunch of patients who are unstable. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's probably not the best game, although it's 1978. So we we do weird things in 1978. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. So her her death. She oh, so she decomposed and Ugh. her body, her hair, it all left a stain on the floor. There was an imprint of her clothes. And it was perfectly visible even after they washed it and washed it and washed it. They said something about the way that her body decomposed and the outline formed because of the reaction of the corpse with the sunlight. Like there's a window in the room that was, you know, you could see like where the sunlight would have come in on the body. Wow. So I'm not sure, but that imprint is still there to this day. And it's of her body. And, you know, so now that's just another one of those things where they say, you know, that she haunts the place mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Is it in a space that's used by people still? No, the the ridges, it's closed down now. So the only reason that they got in was because of um, going in with the television crew. Okay. So with this graveyard, obviously someone like Margaret Chilling would be put there. And because a lot of the people who were patients were admitted by the court system, there wasn't anybody to come and claim them. So it's all unmarked graves. There's no funeral expenses. And so they're just anonymously buried in this cemetery. So I can't even imagine. Now I do remember people like jumping the fence or whatever it was to go up into the cemetery and to kind of walk around and I say you're out of your mind uh I agree never ever ever would I do that because no you didn't no you didn't (laughs) bringing it right back that is my first story of something that is incredibly haunted and interesting and upsetting about 
Athens, Ohio. Lunatic Asylum. Is, right. Is really, it's really hard for my ears. It is very hard for my ears as well. I always wonder about unmarked graves, and I was trying to see if I could look up and find if there's something wrong or bad or, I don't know, like, not good with having a grave unmarked. I mean, is it disrespectful? Is it a bad omen is does it do something like I wonder if there's beliefs out there maybe possibly tied to religion is my guess of what you know it could possibly mean to have an unmarked grave it seems like there would be something to that my dad's grave was unmarked for a very very long time like an unreasonable amount of time like 20 years (laughs) because he just it was when my mother passed that we did the dual headstone for the two of them so he went without a a gravestone for almost 20 years whoa and I always felt like it was unsettling it made me feel some sort of way like this is not okay and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was maybe a respect thing or what but it just oh I, I don't like it <laughs> so you can't go in the buildings but you can take an outdoor walking tour of the historic asylum grounds. Mm. So you can walk around, you can have that guided, you can, it says like there's like a cell phone tour, like it could tell you about everything and you can walk the grounds. That is something you can do, but you can't go inside now. So to see what Amy's talking about, you're gonna have to watch the show she was on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we're going to travel south to Bethany, West Virginia. Bethany College was established in 1840. It has been associated with the Disciples of Christ Church since its inception. When you go to Bethany, there is Gothic architecture, there's an open air brick hallway, there's chapels, they're dripping in stained glass, there's a tri-entry wrought iron gate set in the front, and it's a sprawling building, and there's even a clock tower It looks very spooky on any given day. But then when you add in over 180 year history, Bethany College has gathered its fair share of ghostly tales. (laughs) (laughs) So I myself have witnessed some of the out of the ordinary happenings and so have my friends. And so last year when we were doing this episode, I reached out and said, Send me your stories again. I want to tell them on the pod. And so they did. Megan C. married her college sweetheart, who was a Sigma Nu in the Sigma Nu fraternity. She spent many a night, and this is one of the most haunted buildings in Bethany, is the Sigma Nu fraternity house. Um, it was, it's a reportedly haunted house, can confirm, that sits off campus, and it had once been a church. So she says... One day, I saw a man walking by the stairs when I know there was no one else there. Another time, I was in the library where there was a sudden circular wind that took over the room. It was really weird. One of the other guys who lived there walked into the living room one day where a full-on early 1900s church service was taking place. He was confused, walked out of the room, turned around, walked back in, and it was right back to the way it was in the current day in its beer-smelling living room. Whoa. Yeah. I can't Im- What would you do if you walked in a room and it was like you had skipped timelines or something and you're like, you're like now in this past 
Can you imagine? That is one of the things that I really wanted to explore and like talk about at some point are time slips. Now that we have social media and people can tell stories and yep. talk about things in a more accessible way, like everybody can say their thing. You know I'm fascinated by I this. I am too. Obsessed. I am too. I am just because so... I am sure that it happens and I am sure yeah. that it has happened to me. I heard a story the other day from someone on another podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost. I love it. You guys should go check it out. It's the most haunted podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But truly, again, that's where I think, you know, the more you talk about things, the more things tend to happen. But they had a someone write in to their encounters episode who talked about how they are they are stuck in a time slip. They entered into something that's like a different timeline. They are living a different version of their life right now and cannot get out of it. Do they know? Mm hmm. That that person knows. She woke up one day. She was like, "Oh, I've, I, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> Are you okay? Okay, <laughs> we had to take a little break because both of us got the literal shit scared. Peed <laughs> a little. sound effect that was still in this like template of recording from last week from the bridge exploding <laughs> it was an explosion Amy threw her <laughs> headphones across the table <laughs> shoved the mic away and just like almost went in the fetal position in my chair it was so scary <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I think I would have been just as scared if I weren't looking at the actual like visual of oh the sound happening. Oh, okay. So Sarah's telling a story and in my brain at the same time, I realize I know exactly what she's talking about. And I recall like other people say, and it was this weird like feeling. And then all of a sudden this boom. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to know that. <laughs> back into it this girl and she's like 17 she's a teenager she she was no longer living with her parents i think she had an estranged relationship with them went to go live with an aunt and she woke up one day and she was living with her parents her best friend was her best friend but was like a different sexual orientation all of these very major things in her life were different Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard like where people skip time. Mm -hmm. And so they were a child and now they're like married with children. What? You know, like they've like skipped into the future of their own life. We are definitely covering this. Yes. We need to talk about time slips. <laughs> I need to compose myself. Oh, I was hoping a little, you know, anecdote would help that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So the second story that I have is the one that I was actually involved in. Please make sure there's no more things coming. There's no more. I My took them heart. all out. <laughs> I took them all out. So the second story that I have is the one that I was actually on 
the television show for um, that clip is the one clip that I am in. And so it is Wilson Hall. You know, as I was looking at this, I was like, does it seem weird that we still have this building even open? But we do. And it's just there and people live there. I mean, could you imagine getting that in like knowing the story and then getting in the mail like Wilson Hall room 415 and this was room 428? No. Like, no. No, bro. No, thank you. I'm moving. There's so many reasons that Wilson Hall is haunted. So it was built on Native American burial grounds, which is something that you really just shouldn't do. No. And then... Never. Never. And then... They were going back and doing some like some sort of like looking at the different land and trying to do some historical collection of things. And they realized that the very first cemetery that the Ridges had was right there. So now we've got double the no. energy, right? So now we're on <clears throat> double energy. So you have a Native American burial ground buried next to underneath underneath the cemetery from the, the asylum. asylum that I just talked about. Now, that's not the one that's current, right? So they have another cemetery back behind it, but this was where the first cemetery was. So there's three cemeteries in direct correlation with one another. Yes and no. Two under this building, mm-hmm. and then the like the big cemetery that ended up having most of the people from the asylum is back on their property back there. When you're an architect (laughs) and you are coming up with plans for a building and you look at this land and you say there are hundreds of people maybe thousands of people buried here let's build a building on top of it where students will live huh who thinks that that's a good idea i don't know if people think like that that anything like that you know they just think oh well it's just land who thinks that Burying more people on top of other people is a good... Two, a cemetery underneath of another cemetery? That's what it said. <sighs> okay. We talk about energy, and holy cow, that mm-hmm. is a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy that's left. So, in room 428 in Wilson Hall, this was in the 1970s as well, there was a male student who died under mysterious circumstances. I don't know. I don't know how he died. I don't know what happened. It was under mysterious circumstances. Okay. So then a few years later, a girl chooses this room, apparently, because of the energy. And people talk about what she did in there. They say that she was trying to contact the dead, that she was performing sorcery, which who says that? Sorcery. Sorcery. She was performing sorcery while drinking her tea and wearing her reading glasses. And she was also participating in astral projection, which is something that I find incredibly fascinating Mm -hmm. and have been looking into. And so just so you know, astral projection is when you intentionally leave your body Mm -hmm. and you go somewhere else. So there's all these ways that you can do it and, you know... It's a complicated process of considering that you're almost like time traveling. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I feel okay. So I'll make you feel less because it's weird to talk about these things because you're like, it's so are weird. people like, okay, weirdos. Mm-hmm. Which, you might, but uh, that's whatever okay. you can. But I feel like I've done that in my sleep before. Mm-hmm. I've told you that before that I had a 
a dream yes. that did not feel like a dream. Yes, it felt like real. It felt real. Like it was really happening. And when something violent began to happen to me, I woke up and was in my room. Like it was almost like I was like, nope. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what would scare me is like my body, like not being able to like do anything about it if something were to happen because I'm gone. Because mm-hmm. I've thought this through. <laughs> but you're in a deep meditative state. So that's how you get to this idea of being able to leave your body. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're interested in this, just look it up. So it was, apparently she was doing this as well. And the way that they have it is that she died by suicide. Once that happened, there were voices. People could see like people f- like in the floating around, you know, images and all of these things that keep happening. Different sources say different things. And one of the things that I remember being told was that she would like put, she put blood on the walls Mm -hmm. and that no matter how many times they painted it. Now this is from my memory. So this is not like I saw this online. This is from Mm -hmm. my memory that no matter how many times they painted it, it seeped through. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, and because of these apparitions that people were seeing and because people living there just couldn't, do it they sealed the room and so it kind of it became um a boiler room Mm -hmm. it's the only room in the united states that's ever been sealed only dorm room that's ever been sealed because of some sort of haunting whoa yeah it's my little factoid (laughs) or paranormal activity what is wild about this room and you will see it in the video i promise you i'm not making this up is that the wood grain if you look at the wood it creates the face of the devil. Yikes. Now, they say they've replaced this door multiple times, and it continues to do that. My first scream is when I see it in the door, because (laughs) it's there. There's no denying that this face is terrifyingly like a devil face. And then we go in the room, and we're in there and it's it's like there's cold spots mm-hmm. okay and he's talking and talking and telling the stories and then all of a sudden there's a big boom and <sighs> I embarrassingly say some things after that I scream and run and then say it's a bang 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 or something like that I don't know what I do but it's so embarrassing and <laughs> Because I was just like really freaked out and I knew I heard it. And that's what I kept like chasing after the people from the show is saying, you did that. You did that. And I'm like, we didn't do anything. (laughs) No one knows. I was in there and I did not see anyone make any noises. I did not see the wood be moved by anyone, but their big board had fallen. Mm. And so it just felt like we weren't supposed to be in there. Yeah. I will say that. And so that's when I was like, I want to get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. What blows my mind is that this is still a p- building that people are living in today. I was there recently and we stayed at a hotel on West Green. And so I was walking into town while like Jesse was at her conference thing. And I walked right past it and I was like, that is just so weird that that building is still there and there are children just coming in and out of it. (laughs) And there's just no there that that's no big deal. Mm -hmm. So that is my experience. My only experience, actually, while I was in Athens of different weird, interesting, scary, paranormal activity. It wasn't until years later that 
I have it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as scary, though. No, not as scary. Not when you know where it's coming from or who it's coming from. Right, exactly. That's a much different story. So my next story is a quick one, and then I'm going to give you a little brief from Dr. Grimes, who's the one who tells all the stories at Bethany. This next story comes from Angela C. I once was walking home from Bubba's bar alone, and the glowing orbs that sit above the matriculation gates lifted from their posts and swirled in the sky. Another time, these same globes turned into jolly faces and giggled as I walked by. Was she drunk? But remember, these were trips home from the bar, so take these stories for what they are. Okay, but possibly still. And that whole thing rhymed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, from Dr. Grimes, he is the one who would sit and tell us the stories every year. He was talking about, on KDKA actually, God's Acre Cemetery in Bethany, West Virginia. It has an eerie beauty and a reputation that is eerier still. He says, Woo, no, it is not for the faint hearted. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, no. The nearly 200 year old graveyard was first hallowed by Alexander Campbell. He's the one who founded Bethany College. Ghost hunters say that there is ectoplasm all over the place. A grand mausoleum promises that there's a quote on the door that says, quote, Beyond this door is rest. And Dr. Grimes says, Or maybe not. Oh, my goodness. And I'll attach some photos, too, when we do our Instagram post for the episode. So this is a quote from Dr. Grimes. A wonderful ghost story that goes with that about students. A bullet hole in the front door. It's a scary place up there. The cemetery is just across the way from Campbell's stately mansion, which is also thought to be haunted. Alexander is buried here along with his two wives, Margaret and Selena, and 13 of his children as well as more than 260 other souls. Some folks theorize that the reason for so many reported ghostly sightings is because of the unbroken, hand-hewn stone wall completely surrounding the cemetery. There is not even a gate. It was erected in 1866. The wall is two and a half feet thick, four feet high, and it oddly extends three feet below the ground. So they're trying to keep some things in not out when you're going below the ground. That's wild to me. We have to carry coffins over the wall. Pallbearers get a workout, said Dr. Grimes. You can get in, but not out. That sounds like the story we heard at New Orleans. Do you remember though? No. I'm having a vague, yes, I'm having a vague memory. What I think why I'm not remembering is what I was so stuck on were the public hangings and how they did them for like children's birthdays and like children's birthday parties I couldn't get past that and so I had a hard time focusing on anything else when we were doing that That was really it was very disturbing it wasn't haunted it was just disturbing disturbing so Dr. Grimes says that he believes that that in the Halloween season that there's always a mix of the holy and the horrible and he said quote I think when we come to the world of the dead, we shouldn't be surprised if on occasion there's something horrible that we encounter. Dr. Grimes. Dr. Grimes giving us the real. I was done and then I wanted to find the link so that I could share it with you because I am going to share it with you. And I came across something that I've never read before. It just so happens to be where I lived. No. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's a good thing to realize after the fact. Uh-huh. Right? So this is from hauntedplacestogo.com because I am going to read it from there. They do a good job telling the story. And so I am taking it from their website. Jefferson Hall, that was where I lived my freshman year. On the campus has had several tales of ghostly encounters and seemingly paranormal events that could not be explained. It is believed that a female who once cared for the hall still sits in the room that she was assigned to reside in while performing within the capacity of her job. So I'm guessing she was like a residence. An RA. An RA, yeah. Yeah. Several students who looked to explore the dorm in which they resided stumbled upon an open door and saw her in a dark corner working at a desk. As they attempted to talk, they um, got chills. They realized she was floating, transparent, and not at all living. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was that disrespectful? I don't know. It was funny. Later, they found the room to be locked and unused. In addition to this, sounds can be heard like items dropping on the floor when there is nothing to account for. Voices are often heard as well as if they are echoes of the hall's past. I had no idea. No clue. Did you not experience anything when you were there? I feel like I was in tune to it. I feel like I was in my own world. I don't know. I think I probably, I think you kind of have to be in tune to things to, mm-hmm. to hear them, see them, or be um, thinking about it maybe. If I had known, perhaps I would have recognized things. Maybe things happened that you didn't recognize exactly. as being paranormal. Yeah. Exactly. This story is really sad, and I haven't fact-checked it, so I don't know, but it says, At one point in the history of the school, an entire girls' basketball team had a tragic accident in the bus that was returning them to school after a summer outing. The team is believed to haunt the area of Washington Hall, as several students have heard the girls as if they were still alive, yet no one is present. And it's not uncommon to hear a basketball dribbling, laughter, or even a conversation when they are completely alone in the area. Wow. Yeah. Those are some ghost stories. Those are some ghost stories. So the whole place is has got some stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to tell one of the legends of a ghost that I must speak of because her name is Sarah. And this was one of Dr. Grimes' tales that he would tell. Sarah is the resident ghost of Phillips Hall, which is an all-women's dormitory in the middle of campus. Phillips was built in 1929. Um, It replaced the former Phillips Hall, (laughs) which was built prior to 1891. Sarah lived in Phillips Hall and is believed to have been a young student at the college who died by suicide in the attic of the, quote, new Phillips Hall. Sarah is most known for moving and hiding objects and playing with radios, but in one case, she may have been seen. A former student reported seeing the image of a pale white female figure wearing a pale white garment in her dorm room. Along with Sarah, there may be another ghost that resides in Phillips Hall. It is said that the image of a sailor climbing up the drain pipe of the building has been spotted. It's believed that the young man fell to his death while climbing up the drain pipe in an effort to court a female student there. How romantic. As the dorm was <laughs> used to house Navy personnel in the 1940s, um, this person who wrote the blog thinks that it's more likely that he was staying at Phillips and was either sneaking out or into his own dorm room. In any event, Phillips Hall is very haunted, but not the only building that has a resident ghost. There are a lot of friendly ghosts, 
one who haunts the location of Cochrane Hall. It was built in 1912 atop the Isaac and Sophie Stewart Ranch and Springs. The ranch was torn down in 1909, and the following year, a typhoid fever outbreak hit. That led many to believe that the spring, the water spring, had been contaminated by the demolition of the ranch. So we think that the resident ghost is connected to the typhoid breakout and the death, but that ghost is a friendly one. <laughs> so she only she only messes with radios, and I remember a lot of times, I didn't live in Phillips Hall, I lived in Harlan Hall, which was right next door to Phillips, but also still haunted. Of course and, it was. Yes. <laughs> um, and I remember a lot of the girls from Phillips talking about their radios just turning on and off, TVs just turning on and off, just a lot of like electrical outlet mm-hmm. things type things happening, um, stations changing on the radios, those types of things. So not anything too terrifying. There is one story of an unfriendly mishap where a student had some pet fish that were supposedly desecrated and found in their tank in a compromised situation. Maybe it was an angry roommate. That's my thought when they Mm -hmm. told that story. I was like, "Mm, that sounds more like a person that's not well. A little pissed off. (laughs) Yes. You brought somebody home one too many times. Or the wrong person home, maybe. Mm. But as I said, Harlan Hall was also haunted, and I had my own experiences there. What we discovered last week is that they all began, you know, but I can't say that this is the starting point of it because it did happen at the beginning of my freshman year. So it could have just started happening right away. But we could say that I invited something in when something called my name out. You while I was sleeping and I answered it. That's your that's your problem, girl. And my grumpy what? <laughs> well, I guess in your defense, when you're sleeping, you can't really know mm-hmm. not to answer. Well, I was in the in between, mm-hmm. that like falling asleep and not quite asleep, mm-hmm. not quite awake spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the th- couple of things that happened, um, and what was really wild about these is that my roommate was present. So both of us saw the same thing at the same times. So my roommate and I were in our respective beds one evening. We were studying and we had uh, Michael Jackson's history playing on the VHS that was like all the music videos on in the background. So her bed was against the far wall where the outside windows were and my bed was against the wall by the door entrance to our room. In between us, against the wall that our beds both faced was a desk that took up most of the length of the wall. There were two chairs there, one for each of us, and both were pushed in where they belonged. So at a quiet moment in between songs, the chair at my desk shot back from the desk about two feet. My roommate and I like shot upright in our beds and stared at each other and just like staring at each other with our mouths open. After what felt like forever, we like slowly nodded to each other like, yep, I saw that too. And then the chair sat in the middle of the room nope. like that all night because neither one of us wanted to touch it. So at some point we got it, we pushed it back in. I can't say for sure when or who did it. I've never experienced moving things. Mm. That was the first time like a I chair. Had. Like you mm-hmm. see that a lot, and I've never experienced. I've never experienced seeing that. That's really scary. I don't you know have why. experienced that. 
when the fan the started fan, moving. The fan did it. Mm-hmm. Why is a chair more scary? I don't know. Because a fan is attached to a motor that can make it move, yeah. and it's supposed to move at I some point. I do feel like a fan is similar to the lights, mm-hmm. is similar to the computer, right? Mm-hmm. So they're doing it with energy through the electricity or some sort of... But, but with a chair? Like a completely inanimate object that's not powered by anything. Yeah. That's why it's freakier. Yes, that means that they are, I can't say physically, I don't know what they're doing, using their energy energetically, energetically mm-hmm. move that, and the amount of energy that takes is unreal. Like, I mean, it went back like two to three what feet. What want? I don't know. Maybe they were like, turn this shit off. <laughs> want to listen are, to Michael Jackson. We are done with MJ. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but we seriously, like, my roommate and I just sat there and stared at each other for like a full minute. Like, I don't know we how you went like, to bed. I don't either. I think we kept on the TV and just yeah. sort of like left on a lamp light and it was, it was hard. Mm-mm. I never felt like I was completely alone. Yeah. It's much more unnerving when you don't know the ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I think that me and my kids have gotten to a point where we're like, dad, yeah. you know, and I think that we've normalized a lot of things happening. It doesn't freak me out at all anymore, like not one bit. But I tell you what, like if that it's a different energy when it's something else, when it's not Mm -hmm. someone, you know, familiar Mm -hmm. and that scares me a lot. Well, because you know that the intentions of what's happening now are good intentions, whereas you have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea who you are. I don't know what you want. and I don't Mm -hmm. know why you're doing that. Right. Yeah. So I just like I just choose to believe <laughs> when things happen to me now in other places besides my home that it is still like my parents or my brother or something yeah. that's with me and not something unknown. I just I'm like I'm just going to choose that. What if they were like I believe you would study better at your desk, ma'am. Right. <laughs> Please sit down. <laughs> Have a seat. Have a seat. I won't say it again. <laughs> Well, this has been spooky. I don't know if we're leaving that scream in, but oh my God, guys, that was really freaky. <laughs> we're leaving it in. We we're have le- to. Yeah, we are. So I honestly, I'm a little bit nervous to go to my car. <laughs> I, go, I always watch you I like know. a mom. I stand at the door when I'm, she I'm leaves. I'm a little spooked. And wait for her to get in her car. I'm a little spooked. Talking about all this made me a little, a little spooky. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go call my anxiety and watch a horror film that I know ends. <laughs> yes. That was yes. a throwback to last week. If you haven't listened yet, <laughs> <laughs> do it. Happy Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween. spooky season. I have a recommendation for everybody. She does. I do. I think you should go watch Totally Killer. It's a funny, campy kind of sci-fi-ish throwback to back to the future but a horror version of it super cute it's done with sabrina the teenage witch actress okay and uh it goes back to 1987 so it's a lot of fun be a fun halloween watch Mm -hmm. enjoy your halloween pre-halloween weekend and it will not once again be difficult in this season to stay wild and very very weird (laughs) we love you warriors This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, 
Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. We are-